Hello, listeners. Thank you so much for listening to our show. You can take your listening further and support our work by becoming a member. Members receive an ad-free listening experience, members-only bonus content, an invitation to join the DSR Network Slack community, a members-only newsletter, and members-only blog posts. For the month of February, take 10% off the regular membership price. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code daily. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy code daily. Thank you. It's February 15th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cottonor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. The White House has said there is no indication three flying objects blasted out of the sky over the weekend by the U.S. military are linked to alleged Chinese spying, according to the BBC. The objects may be tied to research entities and therefore benign, spokesman John Kirby said. But he noted that no company, organization, or government had yet laid claim to the objects. U.S. and Canadian officials have not yet located or recovered any wreckage from the three downed aircraft. Additionally, we found out yesterday that the Chinese balloon was being tracked by U.S. intelligence since its liftoff from a base on Hainan Island on the south coast of China earlier this month, U.S. media report. The AP is reporting that in a grim speech to the Security Council's first-ever meeting on the threat to international peace and security from rising sea levels, Secretary General Antonio Guterres declared that sea levels will rise significantly even if global warming is miraculously 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit, the elusive international goal. According to the data cited by Guterres, the global mean sea level will rise by about 6.5 to 9.8 feet over the next 2,000 years if warming is limited to 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit. With a 3.6 degree Fahrenheit increase, seas could rise up to 19.7 feet, and with a 9 degree Fahrenheit increase, seas could rise up to 72 feet, according to the World Meteorological Organization. The landmark Paris Agreement adopted in 2015 to address climate change called for global temperatures to rise a maximum of 3.6 degrees Fahrenheit by the end of the century compared to pre-industrial times, and as close as possible to 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit. Russia has held at least 6,000 Ukrainian children, and probably many more, in Russian-occupied Crimea and Russia itself, in actions that might constitute a war crime, according to a new study backed by the U.S. Al Jazeera reports that researchers from the Yale School of Public Health's Humanitarian Research Lab said they had identified at least 43 camps and other facilities where Ukrainian children 
as young as four months old were held and whose primary purpose appeared to be political re-education. Nathaniel Raymond, a Yale researcher, said the policy put Moscow in clear violation of the Fourth Geneva Convention on the Treatment of Civilians During War. Russia's embassy in Washington, D.C., responding to the reports, said Russia accepts children who were forced to flee Ukraine. Ukraine's government recently said more than 14,700 children have been deported to Russia, with more than a thousand of them from the port city of Mariupol, which was besieged for weeks and all but destroyed. Elsewhere, according to Reuters, Cameroonian authorities have detected two suspected cases of Marburg disease in Olamzi, a commune on the border with Equatorial Guinea, said the public health delegate for the region. Equatorial Guinea officially declared its first outbreak of the Marburg virus, an illness similar to Ebola, on Monday. Neighboring Cameroon had restricted movement along the border to avoid contagion following reports of an unknown deadly hemorrhagic fever in Equatorial Guinea last week. The World Health Organization, who said earlier on Tuesday that it was increasing its epidemiological surveillance in Equatorial Guinea, the small Central African country has so far reported nine deaths as well as 16 suspected of Marburg virus disease, with symptoms including fever, fatigue, and bloodstained vomit and diarrhea, according to the WHO. The Guardian is reporting that U.S. authorities have arrested four more people in the assassination of the Haitian president, Jovenel Moise, including the owner of a Miami-area security company that hired ex-Columbian soldiers for the mission the Justice Department announced yesterday. Antonio Tony Intriago, owner of CTU Security, is charged with conspiracy to kill or kidnap a person outside the U.S., among other charges. Along with company representative Archangel Pretel Ortiz, the Florida-based U.S. financier Walter Vientamilla is accused of funding the operation. A fourth suspect, Frederick Joseph Bergman Jr., is accused of smuggling goods. A squad of former Colombian soldiers hired by CTU are among the suspects who carried out the July 2021 assassination. Although CTU is accused of organizing the mission, the motives and ultimate masterminds of the attack remain unclear. Deutsche Welle reports that Chinese leader Xi Jinping lavished praise on Iran Monday as Iranian President Ibrahim Raisi began his three-day visit to China. The meeting in Beijing comes as both Iran and China face increasingly strained ties with Western governments and is the first state visit by an Iranian president to China in more than 20 years. In the face of the current complex changes in the world, times, and history, China and Iran have supported each other and worked together in solidarity and cooperation Xi said in remarks cited by Chinese state-run news outlet CCTV. According to Iran's state-owned Islamic Republic news agency, 
Raisi described Iran and China as two friends in hard times. Raisi's three-day visit to China comes as both countries have been condemned and sanctioned by the West on various issues. According to Politico Europe, the governor of the Chinese region of Xinjiang has canceled a visit to London planned for this week amid huge backlash from UK officials and human rights activists. Erkan Tuniaz, who had not been invited by the UK government, has decided against traveling to London, according to a UK official and campaigner pressing against his visit. Tuniaz has also canceled a trip to France and Belgium planned for later this week. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak's official spokesman told reporters on Monday that Tuniaz would meet with foreign office officials who would convey their abhorrence about the Chinese government's treatment of Uyghurs in Xinjiang. Lawmakers in the Interparliamentary Alliance on China launched a campaign against Tuniaz's visit. Campaigners say Tuniaz has been a vocal advocator of policies such as the use of detention facilities for Uyghurs, a Muslim ethnic group in China. In lighter news from the UPI, a South African woman and a Canadian man traveled to the Maldives to break the Guinness World Record for the longest underwater kiss ahead of Valentine's Day. Beth Neal, 40, and her fiancé, Miles Cloutier, 33, locked lips underwater in the Maldives on February 4th and kissed underwater for four minutes and six seconds. The couple broke the world record previously held by Michelle Fucarino and Elisa Lazena, who kissed underwater for 3 minutes and 24 seconds in 2010. The couple said their successful record attempt came after three days of practicing. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Pablo Rasmussen of the Albright Stonebridge Group about tensions between the U.S. and Europe over Made in America rules. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. <laughs>